Oh my gosh. She has done the unstoppable. Our locker room ladies. Two touchdowns. They're getting hot right now at the right time. My name's Maddie. My name's Charlotte Payne. This is Locker Room Ladies. Go Canes. Welcome back to Locker Room Ladies. Thank you guys so much for joining us again. I'm Charlotte Payne. PSA for those of you who have not backed up your computer or your <laughs> cell phones in recent oh. weeks, please take the time to do that because I just had quite the scare. Charlotte yep. was along for the ride. My mm -hmm. seven and a half year old computer <laughs> yeah, almost, almost called it quits tonight on me. And it was, it was a little bit traumatizing. So I have not been the best at backing things up lately that's going to change we're gonna fix to. that and i also last week my friend at work her phone shut off and she <gasps> almost lost her phone so this is i think this is a sign this is everyone a sign from back up your shit back up your technology get you it together to. <laughs> get it together to. put it on the Maddie. cloud put it on the get a drive on amazon they're like what 50 bucks at the most it's you know what it, seriously and Oh, Prime Day is going to be over by the time you're listening to it, but I'm going to probably oh God, Wait, is it Prime one. Day? I think it is. I think it's kind Stop of... Stop it. Maddie, this happens to me every Prime Day. Can we talk for a second about this? Every Prime Day, I order so much stuff on Amazon. I'm not an Amazon shopper a lot, but when I do, it is right before Prime Day, every single time. That's hilarious. I just got like four things in, on Amazon in the from Amazon in the mail. Prime Day's tomorrow? When's no, it's today. It's gonna be over by the time they listen to this episode. But oh, I think I, I need to know. I think I need to check up check in on external hard drives as soon as we hang up this call because I think I need to go shopping after this. I call. am it ends at midnight. Oh mm -hmm. God. it does. Wait. We have to do that on the quick commercial break. <laughs> That's what we're gonna be doing, guys, for sure. All right. Well, scare aside. Use that reminder. Do not be like me. Do not be panicking that your computer that's, again, seven and a half years old will not turn on because, you know, I knew it could happen any day now. I just was hoping it wouldn't. So thankfully, she's up yes, and running for this God. call and we'll see what happens. But I'm going to back you know everything what, guys? up. <laughs> also, put Prime Day in your calendar because it'll save you money. <laughs> exactly. You do. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Let's close out Hispanic Heritage Month with our locker room lady of the week, Jessica Mendoza. Charlotte, this is perfect timing because we are fresh into the MLB postseason and she covers the MLB and the LA Dodgers on Spectrum Sportsnet LA. And she's also a former softball player and not just a casual softball player. She's an Olympic gold and silver medalist softball player. So that is yeah. no small feat. Charlotte, tell us a little bit more about Jessica. She's really an inspiration. When I was looking at her story, Maddie, you were like, let's do this locker room lady. And I jumped into it. I was so excited. She is a four-time, she was a four-time uh, first team All-American in college at Stanford. So she's got the brains. She's got the beauty. She's got the athletic ability. It's the trifecta. Um, she also played, like you said, at the Olympics. She was on the uh, U.S. team uh, in 2004, she won gold. In 2008, she won silver. She played professionally. She was 2011 Player of the Year. She ranks currently in the top 10 
for career batting average and slugging percentage. Amazing. She was the 2008 Sportswoman of the Year. And in 2019, a couple years ago, younger, less time ago than Maddie got her Mac, <laughs> she was inducted into the National Softball Hall of Fame. And now I'm going to take a deep breath because that was a lot. Incredible. <laughs> That's Incredible. not even scratching the surface. She joined ESPN in 2007. And in 2015, she became the first woman to serve as an analyst for nationally televised MLB games. First of all, I am cringing at the fact that that happened in 2015. But how incredible is it that she holds that title? First woman too. We talk about it all the time here, Charlotte. And something cool about Jessica is she, I read an article where she was talking about her inspirations growing up. And she said that growing up, she idolized her family. She idolized her siblings, her cousins, her father. She didn't, she didn't have those people on TV that she looked up to. She really was inspired by the people that surrounded her. And I think that that's so special. Her dad was a baseball and football coach growing up. So she grew up around sports. She was playing sports. And she said today she gravitates toward many Latino players because of their backgrounds. And I think she has that connection there. She says that her Latina roots have taught her so much. And she thinks that they make a person who they are. So I think that's so special, especially to round out Hispanic Heritage Month today that she touches on how important her Latina roots are. I think so too. And I think that's so amazing and inspiring that she looked just within her own circle, within her own family. And even that idea transcends baseball, Maddie. It's about family. Sports are family. Everybody has, oh, my dad took me to these games or my mom played this sport or my mom had this experience as a woman in sports. What I think is so special and unique about her is that she's a true journalist. She said in a quote from an article, it's not just about your own stories. It's about those who came before you. So there's that family theme again. Uh, and that really, I feel like helps her in her career because it's it's not about my story. It's about the people that I'm talking about and how these athletes all have a story. But right now, I think it's so special that we do tell her story because she's overcome so much. She has that those Mexican roots. And just listen to this, listen to this right here, this sentence. In 2020, she became the first solo analyst for national package of MLB game telecasts. And in 2020, she became the first woman to serve as a World Series game analyst on national radio. 2020. That was two years ago. That's crazy. I'm sorry, what? Well. I'm confused. What? Absolutely ridiculous that it took that long for that to happen. But so amazing for her to have that opportunity. And she is still going. You can hear her. This postseason, she will be calling her third World Series, which is super special because, you know, she started in 2020. So 2020, 2021, 2022, she's back at it again. And we are so excited to see her. Charlotte, who do you think she's going to be talking about this World Series? We haven't gotten into our predictions. No, we haven't. That's a great question. Okay. I think there are a couple teams that are a little scary, a little dangerous. I get an actual pit in my stomach at the thought of the Yankees playing the Astros Mm -hmm. in the championship series. However, I think that the Mariners are actually no joke. Mm. I don't know if they remember what it's like to dance on this stage, but they're, I think, getting their, you know, they're getting their confidence. They're getting in the swing of things. I would love to see a Yankees-Mariners matchup in the ALCS. I don't know. What do you think about that side of it? Okay, I actually love that. I love that you said Mariners there. I think that that is very 
plausible. And I don't know. I just have a good feeling about the Yankees also, Charlotte. I know you're a Yankees fan, so you're biased. But I am. But also, as a Yankee fan, we're tough. We're tough on our own. Right. And we've seen them. They really, really dominated throughout the season. And then they went through that rough, rough patch where they were just losing. And they came out of it, and they still won the division. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think they're still probably riding on that Aaron Judge home run high. We talked about that last week. It's been a while since the Yankees have kind of been in this spotlight. I mean, they they made the playoffs, but they really – it's been since 2009 since the Yankees were the Yankees. I remember growing up, the Yankees were like the Patriots of baseball. Yeah. I mean, the Patriots are no longer the Patriots of football since Tom Brady left. No, but you know, sorry. Just, they had that <laughs> dynasty. Exactly. Right. They just had that dynasty. And I grew up and in my town, we, we have Pirates fans, but everyone would wear Yankees jerseys to school because they were just, they would win a lot. And I think that we're right. finally starting to see that again. Last year was a bit of a disappointing season. I know you were so excited mm-hmm. for it and it was kind of a letdown, but this season they really... Yeah have come out with that Yankees energy. And I think that, yeah. I don't know, I feel something special about that team. And I'm I'm going to be basic, but I think that you kind of have to when you talk about this next team. I think on the other side, in the National League, it's going to be the Dodgers. I think oh, it has I think to so be. Too. I, Shout I out know to our locker room lady. <laughs> right. I know. I think it's it's the the easy answer, but they are just so good. And they, they are, so are a threat to everyone. I actually think if a team is going to beat the Dodgers, I think the Yankees could do it. I don't know. Ooh. I don't know who I think is going to win yet. I'm not going to predict my winner until we actually know who's going there. But yeah, we'll let's see. let's I'm predicting a, a Dodgers Yankees World Series. Charlotte, mm. is that who you're thinking on the other side too? Honestly, I don't I don't know. I I think the Dodgers is the easy answer. They're so dominant. It would be kind of funny to see Joey Gallo go up against his former team. Right. Just a couple months after getting, you know, moved <laughs> to LA. Yeah, right. God bless him. Um, but I don't know. I think that the Padres are actually kind of no joke. We'll see if they can do it. What do you think about the Phillies being in the the postseason? Oh I my think that's goodness. kind of a funny storyline. I think it's kind As someone of an from absolute Pittsburgh. sucker punch, kick in the gut to Mets fans. Because yeah. the Mets owned that division for the entire season and they really just yeah. crumbled and it it's just it's it's definitely tough to watch however within that division I would much rather have the Phillies take it than the Braves which mm-hmm. is odd because you know I feel like the crosstown rivalry Phillies Pirates I always grew up hating Philadelphia teams I think it's just it's part of the territory when you grow up in western Pennsylvania you you just yeah. cross state rivalry but I am just so over if I have to hear that horrific chant that the Braves do again and the FSU does it too. And I just can't stand it. If I hear hear that again, I can't, I can't do it. And I'm just over it. Like the Braves won last year and they're also just so annoying. I get being a Mets fan now, or, you know, partially a Mets fan. I just, I can't stand the Braves. They drive me crazy. So I definitely would prefer for the Phillies to win that series. Uh, However, I don't think, I don't think either of them are going to make it all the way to the big dance. We'll see. You know, it's funny because of course your thing at the beginning with baseball was if the pirates are good, you'll root for the pirates. You're always going to root for the pirates. They're good. No, 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 that's not for my thing. 
Wasn't that your thing? Like, if no. the pirates are good, I'm gonna root for the pirates. No. Oh my gosh, no. If they were good, I don't even think I would. My thing is when their owner leaves, mm, I'll okay. root for them. With this owner, it's just like I don't even. It's that's the main thing. I'm just frustrated mm-hmm. with feeling like being a Pirates fan, you invested more into this team than their ownership. And their yeah, that was my issue. That. The Pirates. The Pirates were good for a little bit when I was in high school, but they've really never been good. And I rooted for them, like, when they were bad forever. So yeah. it's not really about that. And even last year when I started rooting for the Mets, the Mets weren't great last year either. They didn't make the playoffs. And this year right. they got in on a wild card, but, you know, they're out now. So it's not really even about the Pirates being good or bad. It's just I just happen to have every single Mets game on in my apartment. <laughs> uh, but so I just – I really kind of became a fan by accident because last season, yeah. last season when the Pirates and the Mets played each other, I wore my Pirates shirt. Austin and I have pictures together. Your hometown team. Yeah, no, I, I rooted team. for the Pirates last season when they when they played it against each other. But it just got to the point where I I honestly wasn't even trying to give up on the Pirates. I was getting so frustrated. We, we talked about it. We yeah. talked about sell the team on yeah. the podcast. I was getting frustrated. But at the same time, I was just watching so many Mets games. Right. That I took a liking to the players. And I, I knew so much That's more yeah. about the Mets players because, one, the Pirates roster changes all the time because they get rid of so many people. Yeah. And that's really how it happened. It was kind of an accident, a happy accident, if you will. And so even once the Pirates' ownership changes, I think I'll kind of go back to that, like, rooting for them when they're playing. But I, I don't know. I just feel like I'll have to – if it ever happens, oh, God we'll willing, see. we'll see. Ownership. I mean, again, we'll it, now it's not like I'm rooting against the Pirates. Like, I guess in the case when they were playing the Mets, I wanted the Mets to win because the Mets actually had a chance to win the division and the Pirates were kind of just so yeah. really irrelevant game for them towards the end of the season. But, right. I mean, moving forward, nothing against them. Like, I don't want them to – do poorly and I, I love seeing my hometown team win I like seeing funny totally. it's, it's fun you know it's fun to joke about just how they're just a they joke sometimes. yeah it's a joke it's I, like a joke and I definitely root for you know some of the players and I, I like the stories and I kind of follow up right. more on the human side of of the pirates but less of the actually yeah. win <laughs> winning games side but yeah uh Definitely. So, Maddie, if you're interested in being a fan of winning games, there's still time to become a Yankee fan. No, I don't think I could do that. I'm already – I think my dad is already having trouble with me on the Mets bandwagon here. But, again, I, I didn't <laughs> – I hopped on when they weren't a playoff team. It just I just really took a liking to Pete Alonso, and he started the whole thing. And now it's like I get so happy when I see Nimmo sprint to first base when he gets mm-hmm. walked. I just – I know all their little – I know – I feel like I know there them as I watch. Yes. Yes, exactly. I get speaking it. of an ism, Charlotte, and speaking of Met, uh, Francisco Lindor, actually, after game two of their wildcard series against the Padres, the Mets had won that game. Lindor hit a home run, so did Pete Alonso. They had a dual press conference after the game, and Lindor had his daughter Kalina up there with him, and she it was so cute. She interrupted to, to point out Buck Showalter in the crowd. And Lindor was like, oh, yeah, she loves Buck, who's so adorable. And she's waving at Pete. It's giving 
It's giving Steph Curry and his daughters. Yes, in press someone else said I that. I love a child on a press conference. Oh, on, I on love her, her mother's lap. I love it. I cannot get enough of it. Great content. Pete Alonso and her were having a little moment. They were waving at each mm-hmm. other. It was freaking adorable. Love it. Love it. Love it. I'm sad that the Mets will not be continuing their baseball season. But you know, we got we still have more baseball. We have hockey. On the horizon. Hockey's back. And we're going to talk about football, which is heating up. Listen, Maddie's teams are, they're down bad right now. We need to like, we'll talk about it. Our our teams and our peas. And you know, I need a breather before we get into this. So let's take, (laughs) let's take a quick break, guys. Wait, Maddie, before we take our break, who is your, oh, you you aren't going to choose your World Series team until we have the matchup? Yeah, just, just, I think it's okay. going to be Dodgers-Yankees, but I don't know who's going to win. I Okay, well, obviously, I'll say it here on the podcast. If it happens, it happens. The Yankees are going to win the World Series this year. Okay, um, Charlotte. I'm just Who are they playing against? I don't know. Whoever they play against, they'll win. <laughs> All right, Charlotte. Love it, love it. All right, guys. Keep it locked. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Locker Room, ladies. Thank you guys for hanging in. Listen. Week five was a doozy. I said it last week. It's not week five of the NFL. It is postseason baseball. And I think Maddie, of all people, would agree with that because it was not a happy week five. And in fact, I did rub a little salt in her womb by accident. I apologize. Charlotte kicked Maddie, me while I was down. Let me just I did, I let's pull up the receipts. Everyone thinks I'm a, an asshole. No, no, no. Let's Part pull up the receipts. Friends. Let's just give it in real time, guys. Okay. You guys have so- to understand. My fantasy. No, 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 no. For the in real time, in real time, Charlotte. So, okay, I'm watching the Steelers get absolutely historically destroyed against the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. Kenny Pickett's first start. Steelers could not get the ball in the end zone. Could not score points. Could not stop the Bills' offense. Absolutely abysmal, atrocious dumpster fire of a game really for Steelers fans uh Charlotte texts me after the second 60 plus yard touchdown from Gabe Davis <laughs> she texts me she texts me Gabe period period Davis and then I looked, at this, Charlotte. I looked at this text and I said what I you were like <laughs> immediately responded in all caps shut up Charlotte and then I sent another message and I said, I'm not happy about it. And then Charlotte responds, all caps, why? I did a double take. I showed this message to my boyfriend and I was like, am I the one that should be confused right now? Maddie, now can we pause there? Because I want you to get into my brain at that moment. <laughs> it was a, like, I wasn't thinking about this in terms of football I was thinking about this in terms of my fantasy team I've never had a player put up 30 points before and I was like Gabe Ethan Davis man like he's doing it for me I'm so excited mind you I still lost my week thanks to Travis Kelsey but I texted Maddie and I did a double check on my fantasy team and I said I'm not playing Maddie this week why does she why is she not happy about this and then when she said the next text I, I said, immediately felt like an asshole. <laughs> because he just scored two massive touchdowns against the Steelers, question mark. And then reality sunk in. 
And Charlotte, I will, I will say, Charlotte clearly felt remorseful. She clearly felt they bad about this. Bad. I'm really so the rest of the day. Oh my gosh, Charlotte, no. This can I just tell you? Okay, do you remember one of our first episodes ever, Charlotte? How I felt after the Steelers lost to the Browns wildcard yep. game, how bad that was. Yep. This yep. is not that. I'm actually okay. I you know what? Okay. I was a little disappointed during the game. I will say the time that she texted me that was the point where it was like, <laughs> okay, this is bad, but the game's not over yet. And then, you know, right, once right. we got into the second half, it, it's like, okay, well, the game's over. So let's just see how, how some of our players may shine. Right. I actually think Kenny Pickett impressed me. He was confident. He was absolutely getting destroyed and he stayed very poised. He stayed very confident. He looked like he was having fun out there. He was trying to make plays. He was absolutely doing every single thing he could to lead that team despite what was happening. And I absolutely respect the hell out of his performance, despite the fact that, I mean, you know, he didn't make a hundred percent of the throws. He did make some mistakes play-wise he's a, but he's a baby I mean league. of course he's gonna make mistakes any, but any player does I mean Tom Brady makes right. mistakes Aaron Rodgers makes mistakes he absolutely was Aaron so... Rodgers made a big mistake last week <laughs> he was <laughs> he played with such grace and I was very very impressed by what I saw there we saw Connor Hayward Ken Hayward's little brother make some plays I I saw a bright spot in Warren our running back. I, I liked some of the things that I saw. So I was really kind of just looking at it as, okay, what, what's the positives of this? Like, yes, this is not going to be a playoff season for the Steelers. It's not looking that way. I mean, I'm always like no. to be optimistic, but it's not looking that way. So, well, I was kind of like, what the hell when Charlotte texted me, I'm not that upset. It's, <laughs> it's, it's really, it's really not as bad as, as I felt after the, the wild card loss to the Browns in early 2021 I'm actually very I don't want to say at peace with it I definitely think that this is horrendous but I also am really really hoping that it's that wake-up call that kind of everyone the coaching staff the players everyone needs this wake-up call I was definitely frustrated I was not this zen during the game and even a little bit right after it but now I've gotten it's not five days to let it sink in it's not like Game 7, World Series, Super Bowl, horrible, tragic loss. There is still time. And like you said, I think this might – this is the ultimate wake-up call. This is like ultimate the wake worst up call. in and 30 years. Speaking of a wake-up call, former players called this team out. And I actually love to see it because I think, mm-hmm. you know, fans are full of criticism. I've never – put on a football uniform and tried to play this game. So my criticism is, I mean, take it with a grain of salt. Analysts, take it with a grain of salt. But former players, I do think that that probably leaves a little bit more of an impact. So Ryan Clark actually came out on Get Up and he said basically he felt like this team kind of gave up. And he thought that Kenny Pickett was really the only one that he would want to play with because he was the only one that really tried to keep the team in the game. And he was just disappointed with what he saw. He felt like that team wasn't fighting and he's absolutely right. And and so some of the players and, and coach T was actually asked about that. Coach T kind of said, you know, uh, it's neither here nor there, but you know, he, he and Brian Clark are close. Uh, 
Deontay Johnson was not super happy about those comments. He basically was like, well, if you have so much to say, why don't you come out here and play with us? But I think that regardless of how they say they feel about it, when someone asks them about it, obviously they're not going to say exactly how they feel. I think it's definitely one of those things where when former players are looking at the team, former players that used to be great, former players that have Super Bowl rings on their fingers and know what it's like to actually get out there and fight and play for this city of Pittsburgh and play hard and be champions are saying that you don't look prepared and you don't look like you're fighting to win the game. You're not playing like a winner. That has got to mean something. And I'm hoping that it means something to some of the players that are really going to be playmakers because I mean, if you're saying you don't care what, what he says, you should care. I mean, you are getting paid to go out there and try your very best. So, I mean, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm just excited to see Kenny Pickett grow. And I think that because, I mean, they're not expecting, I don't think anyone's expecting the Steelers to go to the playoffs. I think we've kind of been in this, this rut, not a rut, but it's a good place to be where you're expecting a playoff berth every single year. But the pressure's almost off and that no one's really, it was kind of like last year. I don't think anyone was expecting. They can be sneaky good now. They can get sneaky about right. it. Right. I don't think anyone yeah. last season was expecting the Steelers to go to the playoffs. And the fact that they ended up getting that chance based on that crazy Chargers Raiders game right. was just a special little bonus. And so now yeah. I think some of that pressure is off. You're not, this is clearly the first step to a long rebuild. And right. I'm right. just excited because I think that the quarterback position I actually feel really good about it as a fan I'm very excited I love the way that he has kind of just taking control he's into his new yeah. role and I'm right. I'm I'm zen I'm okay I'm okay for okay, good I'm, I'm happy about that I feel a lot I'm happy about that and I'm not mad at you Charlotte I forgive you it's totally good, good. It's totally okay cool. good good usually I root for a Steelers win because it just makes for a more fun podcast but this was zen this was actually okay and you know and this little yeah it's different than how I normally feel about things you know I think I, what were you expecting me to say here Char I don't even know but I'm I am interested to see what your thoughts are on next week's Bills Kansas City what do you think about that game? And what do you now, from the perspective of a Steelers fan after that loss, what do you wish for this game? Because we know it was kind of a bludgeoning a little bit in, in, in a way last season when these two teams matched up. It was a fight. It was historic. And I would love to know what you think about this going into next week. I mean, I'm just excited to see good football because it, okay, it's that's refreshing a to watch these players that kind of have it together. I mean, the Bills. That's a true answer. I like no, that. Right. And I mean, the Chiefs have got it down pat. They have this well-oiled machine. They have this system in place. And it's been, you know, the last kind of five years, five, six years, they've really perfected it. The Bills are a little behind the Chiefs. I would say maybe they're a year okay, yeah. or two yeah. kind of behind the Chiefs timeline for perfecting it. So I think maybe this is the year that they've kind of fully, you know, crossed their T's and dotted their I's and they look like a very good team and they're exciting to watch. And same thing with the chiefs. I mean, they both had those losses. They, they both have a loss, which I think is also kind of a fun element. You know, the, the chiefs lost to the Colts, the bills lost to the dolphins. I mean, the dolphins, I think the jury's still out on them, especially with all those injuries. I thought they were like the team at the beginning of the season. Now with the injuries, you know, they're having a couple hiccups, but 
I wouldn't count them out for sure. No, no, they should not be counted out. No. And you know what? I want to do a quick little check-in with my bandwagon quarterback because he's actually been sneaky, sneaky good. He's playing the Dolphins this coming week. Yes, he is. Kirk Cousins has a game-winning drive and a fourth-quarter comeback in three straight games. Oh, is that foreshadowing? So another question is, is my bandwagon quarterback going to have a great season and then totally have a shot season the next season. We'll because see. look at Matthew Stafford. I don't know what's going it's, on with, with either LA team, really. No. What's going on? But, Maddie, but speaking of the LA teams, I have a question. Actually, you have a question. Oh, no, no, go ahead. You have a question. You put on your Instagram this week. Oh, the, yes. Like, all football aside, this is the actual buzzing question of the week, and we need answers. This is the true question. So <laughs> I, question I actually went to see Miami play – uh, Miami Hurricanes on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> they lost. So it was a bummer. But again, it was just exciting to kind of see them go out there and play and they got to come back. It was exciting, you know? Yeah, it's fun. I, again, a rebuild. My expectations are low. It was just, it's always fun to watch my canes. Uh, oh, totally. I did take a little fun. twirl in the in the gift shop while I was there. And at, for those of you who don't know, the, the Dolphins and the Hurricanes play at the same stadium. So it's, it's Dolphins. Everything's Dolphins Stuff. when you go there. Yeah. yeah. So they had this foam fin, and I put it on. My boyfriend took a picture. Silly. <laughs> um, I posted it on my Instagram story because we while we were in the gift shop, Austin said, the Dolphins have the best colors in the, N- in the NFL. And I was like, I fully agree. And neither of us are Dolphins fans. So I thought that was fun. Also, you know, I wouldn't say, like, we gravitate towards the same style. So I thought that was funny that we both, right. like, agreed on the turquoise and orange. Right. Loved it. So I put it on a little poll sticker on my Instagram story with the picture. And I said, do the Dolphins have the best colors in the NFL? And I got most people saying, yes, they do. I think it was 79. What are the people saying? Like, what is, what is the response? The no's, what, what's the answer? So, okay. So that was my next question. When people said, no, they don't have the best color in the NFL. Who does then? Like, I'm thinking, are you just biased and you're picking your team or do you actually think someone has better colors? Charlotte was actually one of my no's. I was a no. And you I gave said the Chargers. You said the Chargers or the Panthers. The, it, okay, but I have since changed that answer to just the Chargers. Just the Chargers? It's just blue and gold, though. It's nothing special. Tell me why why you're so... Because it... I don't know. I don't know. I think I like the specific color The light color blue. blue? The light blue. With the Panthers, I'm going to pull up a picture right now just so I can uh, recall it correctly. The Panthers have a blue. It's not the same light blue, but it's with the black. I don't know if I like the blue and the black next okay. to each other. It reminds me of a bruise okay. specifically. <laughs> and then the Jaguars also have the little light blues, okay. but they have it with like a, it's more of a green and they have it paired with that. Like it's kind of like a green color. I don't love it. Okay. The Chargers are where it's at. Well, okay, so I I do like the light blue Chargers colors, but I don't know. I think maybe because my high school's colors were blue and gold, I just think blue and gold is mm-hmm. overdone. Okay. And I think the same thing about the Miami Hurricanes. I, I can't think off the top of my head of any other orange and green teams. So uh, yeah, I love what? the uniqueness. Okay, like no offense, Charlotte, you being a Giants fan, the, the red and blue is so overdone. It is. So it I, is. Love seeing, the- I love seeing – I love seeing – 
you know, this just changing it up. And I think the dolphins are fun colors. And I think they're so Miami. Like I actually don't love the Marlins colors, the baseball team in Miami. Okay. But I love the dolphins. I think that the turquoise, the orange encapsulates Miami so well. It's that tropical vibe. And it's just, it is. It's, it's tropical. Fun. It just, it, I love it. And hmm. don't get me wrong. I'm a Steelers fan. I love that the Steelers are black and gold because it's so easy to dress for black and gold and I'm lucky because being from Pittsburgh all the teams are black and gold so it's it's very you know you could you could literally wear black and wear gold jewelry and you would be dressed for a Steelers game it's it's so and that's like what I'm wearing (laughs) it's classic but honestly Maddie now I'm looking at pictures I feel like honestly the Falcons I said the Falcons with the red and the uh the, the red main color I kind of don't mind the Falcons uniforms either. You know whose uniforms I actually hate, Charlotte, and I hate to do this to you, but I cannot stand the Giants uniforms. They are absolutely awful, and here's why. Charlotte, their throwback uniforms better. The Giants' regular uniforms confuse me so much because it's like their colors are red and blue, but their uniforms are never red and blue together. It's like we're going to wear blue today and we're going to wear red and white. They have the stripes though they have the no stripes and then it's like your helmet. uniform is all red and then your helmet is blue no it is it is no weird. It, why is there the no red jersey. on the blue jersey why is there no blue on the red jersey i don't like it it doesn't make the sense vintage to jerseys me. are cool it looks like two different teams i get very confused i don't like it i understand the risk of looking like the patriots <laughs> Yes. Doing the blue and red together. But I do think the Giants throwback uniforms are great. And I just think you throw you throw a splash of red on those blue jerseys. And it just it's going to change the whole vibe. Ties everything together. The helmet has both blue and red. I just don't like when they're like this okay. monochromatic look. But then this helmet. It just looks out of place to me. It looks very amateur. I just don't like it. And I, I've watched a lot of Giants games with Austin. And I just every time I just think... You know, I don't like this. It looks like you're rooting for two different teams. If you go to a game for the Giants and you have, you know, some fans are wearing the white and red jerseys and some are wearing the yeah. blue jerseys, they literally look yeah. like they're rooting for opposing teams. It's a good point. It's, yeah, I see what you Meanwhile, mean. Meanwhile, if I were to wear a white Steelers jersey versus the black Steelers jersey, they're both very clearly Steelers jerseys. They both have the yellow on the sleeves. It's very recognizable mm-hmm. very put together I love the Steelers color rush uniforms I think everyone loves the Steelers color rush uniforms they're definitely the coolest throwback uniforms uh that's that's all I'll say about uniforms today but I will just throw in there that we did get another vote for the Panthers having the best colors in the oh, NFL did we? and then Andrew someone the Chargers oh the best. He's a... vintage Chargers LaDamian Tomlinson LaDamian Tomlinson LT best all right yeah oh well not so. the true LT Lawrence Taylor no. is the true LT but yep. We did get, I think, a troll throwing in uh, Browns. I think this was oh. a troll. I I <laughs> hope was this was too. a troll because I don't like this, the Browns colors are an abomination to sports. Uh, <laughs> and that's not even a biased opinion. I, I agree with that. I, I my last that. name is Brown, and I cannot imagine having to dress in brown and orange to go root for a sports team. Maddie, my yeah, it's like kind of like like muddy. It's a muddy color. My least favorite jersey besides that, the Commanders. I do not mm-hmm. like what they're doing there. They're rebranding. They had the opportunity to change things and they didn't. <laughs> and they just <sighs> they could have made it so much better. Yeah, don't love it. Don't love it. I'm thinking. Yeah. What do you think about 
the Vikings, the purple. I think it's kind of cool, honestly. It's okay. It's not like my favorite. It's not my least favorite. Purple and yellow, or I guess gold or whatever. It, it looks good together. It pops. I think it's kind of cool. It's, I like in. it. Works for the Vikings too with their with their logo and their mascot. It just works very well. And I think that when I think of Minnesota Vikings, purple and and it's gold purple. are are very. I that works. That works with the image in my head. It's, it's very much so one of one. Like you see the red, you see the blue, you see the black right. and the gold and the yellow. There's no, they're the only purple. Are, am I a Vikings fan this season <laughs> as well as a Giants? I love, I love the Seahawks colors. I love that, oh, do that you? navy okay. with the with the bright green. I think it pops mm-hmm. so much. It's like the ducks, like the Oregon ducks. I just, I, I love think. that that neon color with the, the dark neon, navy yeah. blue. I just think it pops so much. It's a fun one. Um, but I do, I, I gotta, th- I gotta say the dolphins, I think have the best colors. Maybe Seattle's my, my number two. I'm going chargers and then Vikings. And actually first and my first favorite color scheme is actually locker room ladies purple. Amazing. We were on purple. Me too. It's cool. Me too. Yeah, purple's everywhere. So <laughs> and yeah, actually our logo has the, the purple and the yellow because of, um, our blonde. So it kind of gives that little, ah, uh, yes. Maybe a little Vikings. We should Vikings colors. We should just or like the Northern Lights. Or is that (laughs) that reminds? I don't know. That reminds me of the Vikings and the Northern Lights and like Nordic areas. Or like the Northern Lights. That reminds me of the Vikings and the Northern Lights. I'm gonna let you guys ponder that quote until next week. Okay, think about it. See you next time. Thank you for listening. (laughs) All right, we love you.